Alyssa Martin and her husband Bradley were ready for a fun day at the ballpark. They were going to see the Cardinals play the Cubs at Bush Stadium with some of their friends and co-workers. What they didn't know is that the day would end up in tragedy. Hello, welcome, or welcome back to A Wicked World. Today's case is that of a beautiful, full of life, 27-year-old woman who married the wrong person. Now, today's case does mention domestic so please be aware of that before you continue on in the video. This is the story of Alyssa Martin. Alyssa was a beautiful 27-year-old who could make anybody's day better just by talking to them. She was always so positive and could cheer up any of her friends on even their worst days. In 2015, she started her new job as a prison guard at the Logan Correctional Center in Lincoln, Illinois. This is where she met 30-year-old Bradley Jenkins. Bradley Jenkins was from Taylorville, Illinois. He had the title of lieutenant at the correctional facility, and he had been there since 2010. The couple dated for some time and ended up getting engaged in October of 2018. The couple always looked so happy. They were going on vacations, posing for pictures on the beach. There never seemed to be anything wrong. But as they say, that tends to be when the most things are wrong, is when you see how perfect someone's life is, like they're trying to cover it up. After a short engagement, the two of them got married in Las Vegas on May 22nd, 2019, which was only a few weeks before what was going to happen to poor Alyssa. She was such a beautiful bride and both of them looked so very happy in the photos that she posted on Facebook. She posted these pictures on her social media with loving hashtags for her new husband. One of her pictures had the quote underneath it. Last week, I married my best friend. Hashtag Las Vegas. Hashtag best friend. Hashtag love of my life. She was also taking on four new stepchildren, as Bradley had four kids from a previous relationship. She was a great mom to them, who acted like they were her own kids and would often post pictures of her with them on social media. So a few weeks after their wedding, on June 2nd, 2019, Alyssa and Bradley went with some co-workers to the Cubs-Cardinal game at Bush Stadium. The couple was drinking and started arguing throughout the game, co-workers later said. However, when the game got out, their fighting intensified. As they filtered out of the stadium a little past midnight, they headed towards the parking garage where they had left their car. Once they get up to the level that their car was on, which was the seventh floor, the fighting was so bad that Alyssa decided to take out her phone and start recording at this point. She pointed it at herself. She then points it towards Bradley and soon after you can hear her yelling, stop punching me, stop punching me as he comes towards her. Soon after you hear the phone fall and then you hear a scream and a body hit something hard. Alyssa had fallen over the edge of the parking garage onto the concrete pavement below, or was she pushed? The police arrived on the scene around 1.45 in the morning, which was soon after the 911 call was made. The officers found Bradley straddling Alyssa's lifeless body, covered in blood. The officers noted that he seemed agitated as well as intoxicated. The fall and the impact was too much for Alyssa's body, however, and she was not able to be saved. The officers found Alyssa's phone and it was still up on the seventh floor recording. It was directly above where her motionless body was laying. When the police started to question Bradley about what happened, he lied to them several times. He did tell them that they had a fight during the game. 
but he said that he had not been up on the seventh floor with her. He had been down on the bottom floor alone and she was up there by herself. And he also says that the fight never got physical. It got physical. He lied to the cops right away. There was something up with this. Now it should be mentioned that Bradley Jenkins did have a bit of a criminal past. I'm not sure if Alyssa knew about this or not. However, he probably should not have been employed at the corrections department given his rough history. In 2012, Bradley punched a woman in the face at a bar. He was then charged with felony aggravated battery. That charge though was later dropped down to just a misdemeanor and he spent 60 days in jail with 18 months probation. Wow, okay. Not only that, but there was an order filed by his lawyer, I assume, to terminate his probation six months early. For what reason, I do not know, but it was granted. So he actually only ended up having 12 months of probation and 60 days in jail for punching a woman in the face at a bar. Then in December of 2016, at that same bar, Bradley punched a man in the face. They should have held him longer, I'm telling you. He was again charged with felony aggravated battery, which was again later dropped down to only a misdemeanor. And he was sentenced to two years of probation this time. Ooh, a little bit bigger of a slap on the wrist for him. He can't do things like go out of state. Bradley's probation from that incident had actually just ended on May 9th, 2019. Also something to note in regards to these charges into why they probably got lessened. Court documents show that the state attorney is friends with Bradley's uncle. Bradley is also related to another friend of the state's attorney. Convenient. Ex-coworkers of Bradley's, who also worked with Alyssa, have also said that he was unnecessarily mean to the inmates. So this guy was just not good news all around. I honestly wonder if she knew. He had to have had violent tendencies towards her. I'm sure of it. If he punched a woman in the face at a bar that he didn't even know, he definitely had to have hit her at some point. I mean, I don't know for sure, but statistically speaking, the fact that Alyssa took out her phone and the fact that Bradley had these past charges leads me to believe that their fights often got physical. And this may have been a very regular thing in her and Bradley's relationship. Otherwise, why would she have taken out the phone to start recording? The haunting footage that the police were able to recover from Alyssa's phone prompted them to throw Bradley in jail with a $100,000 cash-only bond. He was charged with third-degree felony domestic assault, not murder. However, in September of 2019, Bradley's charges were dropped due to the lack of evidence against him. They were pretty sure at the time that they were going to be reopening the charges as soon as they gathered more evidence. However, it took them two years to reopen the case and charge him again with the same exact thing, third degree felony domestic assault, again, not charging him for murder. So in April of 2022, that's when the charges were brought up against Bradley again. And this time he only got a $5,000 cash bond. So of course he's out of jail right now and he is currently awaiting his trial. There are many people that are hoping that before his trial comes around, the charges get heightened because it's not enough that he's just getting charged with domestic assault. This man needs to get charged with murder. There was evidence on her phone of him punching her in the face and the next thing you know, you hear the phone drop and her drop. It's a little suspicious. I mean, maybe they're not because they don't have definite evidence, but I feel like that's pretty definitive, I don't know.
Bradley Jenkins is now being sued by Alicia's mother for wrongful death in a civil case. In addition, she has named three companies in her lawsuit. Interpark LLC, which is the parking garage. BPV Marketplace LLC, which I assume is the place that probably served them the alcohol at the game, but I couldn't find any more on that. And Whelan Security Company. That is the security that was hired for the event that they went to. Flowers and candles showed up in front of the Logan Correctional Center as a sign to remember Alyssa by. The other correctional officers that she worked with also dedicated a plaque in her memory, which was to be hung inside the correctional guard's main area at the facility. Not only are we continuing our watch, but we start that watch knowing that Officer Martin will forever be watching over us. On behalf of AFSCME Council 31, AFSCME Local 2073, I would like to officially dedicate this plaque and the unveiling for all the staff present. Domestic violence is never okay. And unfortunately, onlookers don't always see it until it's too late. Unfortunately, that was the case for beautiful, cheerful Alyssa Martin. Let's hope that the murder charge is brought up against Bradley because third degree felony domestic assault is not enough for murdering somebody. Poor Alyssa and her family and friends deserve more justice than that. Don't you think? Well, thank you for joining me today and listening to all of Alyssa's story. If you like true crime stories, don't forget to subscribe below and check back often because there will be at least one new case uploaded every week. Thanks for checking out A Wicked World. Bye now.